0: Rise on the shine. It's butt-whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school is really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Brumbaugh, heat check three. It looks good. It is good. Nine points for Brady Brumbaugh. He's getting hot. To the pros. Oscars come after him and block the ball. It's picked up by Hartzog. Malcolm racing to the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. 2-2, takes a change in the dirt, kicks away, play at the plate, won't happen! Young's in to score, Rangers right first in Game 4. Now Seager to right center field, way back there! Yeah. Does it again. Seven nothing. And now Simeon crushes a ball. Back to left field. Gurriel to the wall. Goodbye. It is a route in game four. High fly ball to deep right field. Jonah Heims' first hit of the World Series is a home run. Gurriel hits this ball hard. Deep left field. It is. Happy Wednesday morning, everybody. Back inside the Morning Blitz on this November the 1st. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Broadcasting on 1025 Rock AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, available online at nwksradio.net, the Rocking M app. Glad to be with you here on a Wednesday. Cool start, but going to be a warmer day. 32 degrees outside the doors of the KKCI studio, on our way to a high in the mid-60s here on this Wednesday. This is where I think it's going to kind of sit, I think, for the next few days. Temperatures in the mid-60s, so enjoy it. Yesterday was temperatures feel like in the 40s or 50s, but the wind certainly made it cooler, at least at the trunk retreat, Hope everyone had a great, safe, fun Halloween. Saw plenty of really good costumes out there. So, yeah, i had a nice Halloween myself. I have plenty of candy. Um, If anybody needs any leftovers, we've got plenty at the Volkmer House, that is for sure. Uh, As always, hit us up on our text line throughout the show, the number 785-899-2222. That's the number part of the Morning Blitz here on this Wednesday morning, where today we'll have in studio Jay Bradley, Northwest Tech head men's basketball coach, is going to join us. We've been with him about the season opening today, not only for the Northwest Tech Maverick men as they welcome in Otero, uh, college junior varsity, with uh, the Northwest Tech women begin the Rashad Baker era as they will be playing uh, up at North Platte today. So we will be visiting a little bit about Northwest Tech basketball with head coach Jay Bradley uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. It is a Wednesday. We have our college football power five. It's a really good weekend, folks. It's a good one. It's a good one to be on your couch. Uh, watching a whole bunch of different games because there's going to be some really dandy football games this weekend. And it all comes out after the first college football playoff rankings were released last night, which we'll get to those here in just a little bit um, as well. So we have all that to get to here in today's program. Once again, if you want to be a part of the program, hit us up on the text line, 785 899 Two two. Uh, real quick before we get into the thoughts on the College Playoff rankings, uh, last night in the World Series, Rangers are on the cusp of winning their first World Series. Uh, they route the Diamondbacks eleven to seven. It was actually uh, 10 nothing, eleven to one, and then Arizona putting a few runs on the board late to make it eleven to seven. The final score there. Uh, really, just the the optimal pow- the, the the great play of the big money guys for Texas Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager I think they combined signed contracts worth of close to half a billion dollars uh this last year for the Texas Rangers they are coming up big when 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 need to be asked uh, they a combined two of t- or sorry four of 10 with three runs scored both had a home run and seven RBIs uh, those guys were great. A huge night for Josh Young. Three hits and two runs scored. Uh, and then Jan Jankowski, I think it's Tanner Jankowski, Tucker Jankowski, I remember his first name, nonetheless, uh, got his first World Series start last night in right field, goes two for four, two runs scored, two RPIs. So it was all working for Texas last night, especially offensively, as Arizona tried to do the bullpen game where, you know, you pretty much throw a guy out there for an inning. Maybe if you're lucky, you get two out of a guy. And, uh, and you go from there, and that completely bit the snakes in the rear end. And so Arizona has got a massive hole to climb out, out of if they're going to try and win a World Series. Uh, they are down three games to one to the Texas Rangers. They have one more home game tonight in which Texas can win. And by the way, Texas is a perfect 10-0 and 0 on the road in the playoffs. They have not lost away from Arlington, Texas. So that'll be tested tonight. We'll see if Arizona... Uh, coils up in the corner like a snake would and, and goes back at it or if it's just done from here it really feels like the series really changed a lot for arizona in game number three when christian walker was cut down at the plate uh missing the sign from the third base coach blowing right through it got cut down at the plate by a great throw from adolis garcia and it feels like it's all kind of changed that from the arizona Diamondback perspective from the rangers you've just really it kind of changed on that play, too because from that play forward uh and honestly a little bit before that you've gotten a few runs scored early in game number three and you've been surging ever since so but th- this is this is kind of what you get though w- looking at it from you know the Texas perspective you've spent the money you've got the pieces uh and and you've done a really good job especially offensively you've done great and this is from the Arizona perspective this is what you get when you only really have two and a half starters once again, I go back to the point about, from weeks past, if you're Arizona, this team is just ahead of schedule. They shouldn't have probably been in the World Series. Uh, it's great that they made the postseason. It's even better that they won a little bit in the postseason. It's amazing they made it this far. The thing is, you're a team that got hot at the right time, and you're still flawed in the pitching department. You need a couple more better arms in the bullpen, and you still need to get another starter or probably two to help round out that rotation. Two and a half starters, and that's no offense to the of Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly and Brandon Fott, who are fine, but you have a rookie who's pitching okay, two solid front end starters, but you don't have anything else past that. And you gotta have more if you're gonna compete for World Series titles. So Arizona's got to go out and find those pieces or develop those pieces in the coming year or so to get back to this point with a chance to win. Once again, Arizona's got a ton of youth on this team. Plenty of guys, you know, ages 23 and under. Uh, And the question is, can they put it all together again here in the next couple of years to make a run when they're a little bit more seasoned and hopefully have a little bit more pitching depth? Uh, That will be the question. But last night, Texas continues to do what they've done. They've They've really found the offense here after getting spanked nine to one, and really it's it's the quality of hit. Uh, Arizona's winning in quantity of hits; they out hit them again last night, I think twelve to eleven. But it's the quality, you know. It's it's hitting the ball out of the ballpark. It's it's hitting when guys are on base. Uh, you know, Arizona's not getting that done. So give all the credit to the Texas Rangers. They're one win away from a World Series title, and that could be tonight when that is decided uh, from Phoenix. That is a seven Central, six Mountain time first pitch. Uh, which you can watch on fox rangers diamondbacks game five of the world series we'll see if once again if arizona can find a way to get a win here and it's all it's right now it's about fighting every single at bat and you know this team from arizona's perspective was backed against the wall trying to make it into the postseason and they found a way to get in and they fought like you know what to stay in it they're gonna have to fight like you know what to stay alive in this world series so that continues tonight and uh, you got the two aces on the mound, Zach Gallon for Arizona and Nathan Evaldi for Texas. So we'll see what happens there in the pitch department, who can come up scrape across some runs uh, and get yourself uh, right back in this game. And honestly, it's it's been a tough World Series for Arizona. You had the lead in game one. You blew it. The bullpen blew it. You won game two dominantly. Game number three, like I said, missed some signs, got some bad breaks on some calls. Not all, but some. Uh, and that's it. All of a sudden, it kind of sucks the life out of you. You got to go digging deep here uh, in game number five. So uh, there's it up. Uh, also, last night happening uh, in the world of sports, big night for college football fans. The college football playoff rankings are out. Cool news Kansas and Kansas State both in them. Uh, Kansas ranked 21st, Kansas State ranked 23rd. By the way, this is the first time ever that KU is in the college football playoff rankings. In the history of these rankings, 10-year history of, the, of these rankings, KU, first time they're ever in it, ranked 21st, is Kansas. Kansas State, once again, 23rd. Um, and it's it's honestly a humongous weekend in the Big 12, just kind of staying on this point here. It's a humongous weekend in the Big 12. There are some really big games where uh, you're starting to see things come to a head, where you're starting to see the teams that are you know four and one or three and two in the league, taking on other teams that are four and one or three and two in the league, and you are deciding starting to see the decisions made uh, on the field that will impact you know the rest of you know the big 12 championship. Some big games this weekend, really big games. Uh, I mean, you've got uh Kansas State and Texas, humongous game. Kansas Iowa State is a big is a big time game both both games for Kansas are here for the Kansas schools are big this weekend. you know Iowa State has got uh they're four and one at this point in time in the league standings KU is three and two so they could get to four and two and knock Iowa State to four and two if they got a win you know Texas is four and one Kansas State is four and one they could knock they could so whoever wins that all of a sudden puts themselves in a better spot. And then you've got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State this weekend. The last ever edition of Bedlam as far as we know it before OU goes to the SEC. And that's a matchup of a couple of teams that are 4-1. And, and, and Oklahoma State, which has played pretty good as of late for the most part, and you're taking on a, an OU team that suffered a, a tough loss in, on the road to Kansas last weekend. So huge weekend in the Big 12. It really is. And it will decide and shake things out more in these college football playoff rankings. Which, by the way, going back to that, so mentioned KU and K State, but there are the t- it's the way the culture rankings ranked out. Number one, Ohio State, eight and O. They might be ranked third in the Associated Press, but they have the best resume. It's it's based upon now, you know what's the best resume, and Ohio State has taken down the likes of, you know, uh, Notre Dame. They've taken down them. They've got some very nice wins. In their, in their pocket are Penn State. Penn State and Notre Dame are carrying Ohio State to the top spot. Those are victories over you know top 15, top 10 teams that they got done. One on the road and one at home. But those are big wins for Ohio State. That puts them at the top. Georgia and Michigan are two and three, both very, very good football teams. But they haven't really played anybody. And part of it's not their fault. It's just the way the schedule fell this year. They've got some teams on there that are not great, and who knows, Georgia maybe because they have Missouri this weekend, who is ranked in the top fifteen. Maybe that will help vault them to number one. I doubt it, but uh, Michigan has some bigger games coming up against Ohio State. That's the thing, like Michigan and Ohio State. Those are the, if you're Michigan and you're sitting there thinking, you know what, we're going to be okay because we have Ohio State still on our schedule, we have Penn State still on our schedule, we can vault up there. We can be the number one seed in the college football playoff if we want to. We just got to win out. And Ohio State, they're in the same boat. If we win out, we can do that. If you're Georgia, you have—you just don't have a lot of big games left. Said so You got Missouri this weekend. It's not going to really make the voters think, oh, that's great. And they also have Tennessee, which are not great. Now, get me wrong. Missouri is ranked number 12 in the college football playoffs. Tennessee is number 17. But it's, it's, I don't know, unless they're just absolutely dominant blowouts, you're probably not going to do enough to move yourself up into the number one spot. But it doesn't matter. You just want to make the top four. That's the big thing. Uh, Florida so you've got Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, one, two, three. Florida State at number four. They're 8-0. Oh. They've got great wins. Uh, Duke is a big time, or Clemson, big time win on the road, although Clemson's 4-4 four and four, and a bunch of drama happening there in uh, Clemson South Carolina with coach Dabo Swinney, that's for sure, and his radio show. But after Florida State with a couple of nice wins, you have Washington who's 8-0 with a really nice win over Oregon, although they have looked very questionable the last couple of weeks since that Oregon win with some skin of their teeth victories. Then Oregon they're at number 6, and then so those are your two outsides looking into the Pac-12 conference. Then you have Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss rounding out the top ten. Here's the thing, you know, Ohio State, Michigan is probably going to play itself out, and if it only if it's a really close, super amazing game, probably one of those. And because you know, if Florida State keeps winning, if Georgia keeps winning, and if Oregon and Washington, who could meet again in the Pac-12 title game, possibly there is that possibility of that happening. If that, if that comes out that way, then there's a chance for the, one of the Pac-12 schools to get in, one of the Big Ten schools gets knocked out from that Ohio State-Michigan game. That's what, That's what could happen. That, that, that Ohio State-Michigan game could be a de facto playoff game. Whoever wins it gets in the college World playoff, whoever doesn't is out. Because it could be that way, especially if Florida State keeps winning, if Georgia keeps winning, if Oregon and Washington keep winning and they meet in a Pac-12 title game, there's a good chance that one of those teams are in. Now, right now, if you're, you're Texas, you're Alabama, you're Oklahoma, you're going to need some help going forward. You're going to need some help. It's not impossible, but you're going to need a little bit of help. But we will see. Like I said, a huge weekend in college football here this weekend. We'll get to some of the big games, of course, with the cultural Power 5. But like I mentioned, a huge weekend really in the Big 12 if you want to look just kind of regionally. Some very big games that are going to help shake out the college football playoff standings, rankings, and the Big 12 standings as well. You're going to see that kind of stuff. So, we'll get to that more here in just a little bit. Before we get to a break, I want to highlight a big match tonight over in Colby at the Colby Event Center. You've got uh, CCC hosting Cloud County. This is the first round of the uh, KJ CCC postseason. That'll be, once again, at 6.30 Central Time. Uh, you can go catch that game. I think I read somewhere it's like Halloween night there, so if you want to bring your Halloween costume and, and dress up, you can. Uh, that's what's supposed to be going on there at the Colby Event Center. But Colby, who once again ended up getting the two seed in the tournament, uh, will take on Cloud County, and then, you've got, uh, and then we'll see what happens after that if you get past this in the first round uh, at the Colby Event Center. So that, once again, is tonight at 6.30 Central Time. So that's what's going on tonight. In that, I mentioned, of course, Northwest Tech men's and, women's bo- men's and women's basketball begin their seasons tonight. We'll visit with Jay Bradley coming up here in our next segment in just about 5, 10 minutes uh, with him discussing uh, what's going to be happening with the season, looking forward, and previewing the season for Northwest Tech men's basketball. So uh, it's 725 Mountain, 825 Central Time here on a Wednesday morning. We'll take a break and we come back Uh, We'll visit with Jay Bradley and get his thoughts on Northwest Tech basketball going into the 23-24 season. He'll be joining us in studio. And then after that, uh, we'll get to the College Football Power 5, so stick around. We've got plenty more to get to here on a Wednesday morning on the Morning Blitz.